new, different Middle Eastern war to be concerned about that could consume us for decades to come? Yeah. Wow. It's kind of the same one. Kind of. Well, it's kind of the same one as Iraq's always been. We're going to talk to um, Mike Lyons, a military strategist, about that a little bit later. Is um, uh, At least the president said yesterday we're not going to take sides. Which uh, if you is taking sides. Yeah, which if you don't take sides in these conflicts, it's, it is taking the side of the, uh, whoever's winning, always. Well, yeah, which in this case is Iran and the Quds Force and the Shiite militias against our, our most staunch ally in the region, the Kurds. So I mentioned earlier in the program that I think the entire premise of our uh, show is incorrect. Here, here. I have, <laughs> I have uh, changed my opinion on that. I think I have. I have been saying to people for many years, radio consultants, listeners, whatever, that the whole polarized politics thing is over. People are tired of that. The my side's always right, the other side's always wrong. Mm-hmm. Uh, ignoring. Ignoring obvious things, like to me, like Trump saying yesterday, other presidents don't call the victims of or victims as wrong. Well, words. some do. Casualties uh, I've been told, blah blah blah. Right? Yeah. yeah, it's just that's a crazy thing to say. But, um, you know, you you you're either on the side of Trump and you ignore that, or you're against him and you ignore any of the good stuff that he said yesterday, mm-hmm. um, or did, or does, or or anything else. You never give him credit for anything. Right. I've been saying for a long time that I think that's over, and I, I actually think I have been wrong. I think America wants more of that. <laughs> I think I think we've got many more years, if not decades, to come of one side or the other, and if you don't pick a side, you're just going to get get, get get lost in the mix. Right. It's it's more like a courtroom than it is a family, for instance. you got one side litigating someone's innocence. you got the other side entirely trying to convince you of their guilt. And then you decide one or the other. You don't have a body in the courtroom saying, well, yeah, he's got a bunch of past offenses, but he's he's doing his best. I mean, you got two sides. Yeah, right. And you have to be on one of those sides. Right. And w- w- why would anybody want someone in a courtroom who does what you just did? Just prolongs the procedure. <laughs> Nobody's interested in Did he do in it that. or didn't he? Is he guilty or not? Right. And uh, I, I thought about this after Jimmy Kimmel's interview on the Sunday early morning show. They do a show early. Early before the face face the nation, in which they interview people every week, and every time I tune in, it's really good. Mm. I don't understand why it doesn't get more attention. But Jimmy Kimmel did an interview on there, in which he was asked about his um his most recent uh, foray into the world of politics or taking sides on various issues issues and everything like that. They brought up on how CNN has called Jimmy Kimmel the conscience of the country. Oh boy! Well, he's maybe the conscience of half the country, but he's not the other half. Right. And um. Yeah. So, uh, and the interviewer said to Jimmy Kimmel, are you willing to say good riddance to Republicans as viewers? And he said, not good riddance, just riddance. Wow. Which is an interesting thing to say. Wow. Not just goodbye, get the F out. Yeah. Yeah. And, <laughs> wow. as, and as Joe mentioned it, earlier, the, the history of late night TV shows is is really trying to stay out of politics for the most part. J- Johnny Carson did that for 30 years. Sure. Really Criticize those in power, but in a humorous way, in a way that, you know, it wasn't partisan per se. Painstakingly careful about that. Letterman did that for most of his career. Then when he got to the old uh, cranky part of his life, he decided to, to start taking a side. Mm-hmm. And um, it's always the same side on these shows, by the way. It's, you know, just is what it is. Sure. Um, 
Uh, Letterman did that, and then uh, Colbert came right out of, out of the box with, you know, clearly Trump's an idiot, and anybody who votes for him is an idiot, and he's got higher ratings than he's doing great mm-hmm. uh, with that, with the idea that I'll get half the country, I'll lose half the country, but I'll get a giant audience of the other half the country, and it's really working for him. Now, Kimmel's gone that direction. Jimmy Fallon, who's decided not to do that yet, is uh, is struggling Seth Meyers, uh, also in the group of those going clearly anti-Trump, uh, anti-Republican, anti-conservative. Once a down-the-middle uh, comedic voice who co-hosted The Man Show on Comedy Central. That was a good show, The Man Show. Remember that? He'd have girls jumping on trampolines. The Juggies. <laughs> it's a charming, charming Love show. Love that show. Uh, Jimmy Kimmel uttered in this interview on Sunday morning what could be the epigraph of our times. What's an epigraph? It's, uh, Should it's, I put uh, my records on? Exactly. Saying of viewers who strongly disagree with his political views, I probably don't want to have a conversation with them anyway. I believe the Latin translation literally would be ultimate writing. Okay. The uh, summary. The uh, Yes, uh, positive, Sean? An inscription on a building, statue, or coin. Okay, here you go. Uh, I probably, when asked about the viewers who disagree with his political views, he said, I don't want to have a conversation with them anyway. So he's... He, he, He's not even going with the, you know, this is something that was important to me, and, and, you know, I don't mean to anger people, but I just I just thought I had to say. He's not even going with that. Right. He's just going with, uh, F those people. I don't want to talk to those people anyway. If you disagree, go to hell. Yeah. Yeah, that's really interesting. And, um, and so we've tried to do this radio show that most of what you hear on talk radio and on cable news picks a side strongly, and we haven't. And, and I've been aware for a very long time that that's held us back. I mean, it's just... Oh, yeah, because when we talk to radio people, for instance, consultants, ever, they always want to know, what, what what are you? Right. What kind of show are you? And if you can't say, I'm like Rush Limbaugh, or I'm like whatever, then, right. then it doesn't make any sense Well, and listen, I understand that from a marketing point sure, of view. absolutely. Uh, you go are you to the grocery soap? store, <laughs> right, it, it's, it's kind of a cracker and kind of a soft drink. Like, what is it? <laughs> um, it's... It's wet. hungry. Well, it's depends. wet mush. You joke down. <laughs> so I don't know. It's just we've been doing what we've preferred to do—the sort of show that we'd like to hear, that we enjoy. And I don't know. It's 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 it's. I don't know. It's probably I, a bad idea. Well, <laughs> I'm not saying this is a uh, oh poor us or you should care about our problems or whatever. I just think it's interesting. I think they should, and I'll tell you why in a moment. <laughs> but go ahead. I just think it's interesting for the country because I honestly believed we had all gotten over the shouting each other cable news talk radio thing, and we're moving toward a you know pick stories on an individual basis. I'm for this one. I'm against that one. And I think I'm wrong. Well, I actually think I'm wrong. Well, there's some scholarly research to back up that thought. That uh, that I'm wrong? There's be, lots of research well, to show no. that I'm wrong. Oh, no. no Ask no, my no, wife. That's not, that's not what I'm... There you go. Uh, She's no, done that's, an entire... That's expert testimony. <laughs> not scholarly research. Um, the uh, There's been uh, major research done uh, of uh, talk radio listeners specifically. What do you like? Would you like it all one side, all the other? Would you like... Uh, uh, more down the middle. Would you like, uh, you know, call them as you see them? Would you like both sides of Trump, et cetera, et cetera? And the way people answer polls is that, no, we'd like a more, uh, you know, complete view. We'd like an honest view. We want both sides of issues. I'm not sure it's true. Yeah. I'm... Or, or like I said before, if it takes people too long to figure out what something is, they they go away. Now, I will tell you this. Over the course of years, we have painstakingly built a, a very large audience. The show is quite successful, but it's 
I don't know. I don't know. I don't know where it's going. I'm not sure it's going up um, for the reasons we've mentioned. And so we were talking earlier about, I don't know, maybe we're doing the wrong thing. <laughs> maybe we ought to chuck it and do something else. Uh, and, and people responded, I guess. Yeah, I'll get to that in a second. But as to the research that shows people want you know, a more balanced view, that might be one of those things that we say that, but it's not what we do. We, right. we say <clears throat> we want healthy food. But we don't. We that's not what we choose when it comes time to eat. Right. Picture your your work lunchroom mm-hmm. and a, a we true... like fresh fruit and vegetables <laughs> right. and a lot of organic material. And that stuff doesn't then, sell. Yeah. Two months later, that stuff's still sitting there, and they say to, to hell with it, and they give you thirty different kinds of candy bars. <laughs> and, and a true balanced kind of broadcast experience, or to cover the full spectrum, means sometimes your ideas are not going to look that See, great. See, that's the problem. You, there's there's no such thing as really balanced because on a on an issue-by-issue issue basis, if I take an opinion on it, well, then half the people don't like it. And then if you if you go back and forth from left to right on liking it or not liking it, all you've done is make everybody hate you. Correct. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, so what are you trying to accomplish, really? I don't know. Satisfy your own ego. Either, uh, uh, it's, from- it's egotism that wants it makes you. I'm going to pretend like Jack's the only one involved in this. It's your ego that is telling you, <laughs> oh, be honest, be fair, be both balanced, you know, blah, blah, blah. That's, that's, I don't know. That's from the text indulging line, yourself. The text line is 415-295-KFTC. Either drive on the right side of the road or the left side of the road. When you drive down right, drive, drive down the middle of the road, you get killed. Um, before you join the late night howling hypocrites, remember they are the Weinstein Clinton pervert worshipers. I'm not, I'm not, my point is not about joining them or anything like that. It's just, is, is the, is the future of money making, uh, information based shows you take aside and you have to make money if you want to stay in it. Right, right, correct. Uh, let me play the devil's advocate. And I mean literally, Satan is my client. In a more and more crowded media field, it's got to be readily apparent what you're doing, or people will keep moving. So we're doomed. We're absolutely doomed. There is only one possible solution. But go on, more text? Uh, I listen because you question things. Please don't pick sides. I don't want to have to listen to Tony Robbins every morning. Tony Robbins? Tony Robbins? Is that the guy with the big teeth? Yeah. Um, Mr. You-can-do-it. If you guys are wrong, then I don't want to be right or left in this case. That's very kind um, of you. Yeah, that's very nice. Yeah. Uh, don't base your premise on 7 million late-night viewers. Um, teeny TV ratings are a tiny percent of the population. Yeah, but I think it's, I think it's a, a bellwether or something. Those audiences tend to skew pretty young, too, don't they? Hey, the, the, the exact opposite. They mm. skew very old. Well, that's what some would have you believe. <laughs> it's the exact opposite, yeah. The, that's right. I remember when we found out that the average uh, age of the Daily Show viewer is much, much older than I'd guessed. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and, they, they, yeah, and he was on the young side. But, yeah, it's, I just... I stand corrected. Something you never, ever hear on talk radio. What's that? I stand corrected. Mm, you're sitting. I got that one wrong. Uh. It's an expression, you idiot. That's <laughs> <laughs> something you hear on talk radio. <laughs> Shut up! <laughs> I, I, uh, it's frustrating to me. Trust me, it's frustrating to me. Like I said earlier, I don't think I could pretend that my side's always right and the other side's always wrong. If I wanted to, I wouldn't be good at it. But it does make me fear for the Republic. If we're digging in more to the... I just want to find something that backs up my beliefs so I feel more comfortable throughout the day. Can I buy a nicer car if we do that? 
Oh, absolutely. All right, then. That's settled. I will tell you this, and this sounds self-serving because it is. It is completely self-serving. But if if you like what we're doing, you've got to advocate for the show somehow or other. Tell your friends, tweet about it, patronize the sponsors. And I don't mean to say, oh, this is such a nice store. A good no, not- job sponsoring. <laughs> yeah, way to, way to sponsor. That's real smart. No, not patronizing. Patronizing. I don't, I, I don't know. I don't know. And finally, from the text line, if you're not true to yourself in your show format, your show will be thrown on the ass cheeks of history. <laughs> a good reminder. Sobering. We'll have to play John McCain again coming up on the Armstrong. Have to get to this USA Today story later. The whole gene therapy thing for cancer, which is really promising and great, and everybody's all excited about it. Costs you a million dollars. Oh, boy. Currently, if uh, if you want to do it. Oh, boy. It's $475,000 for the parts, if you will. The labor, it comes to a million dollars. Woo! God, that would be a sucky position to be in. Yikes. Anyway, more on that later. Well, you can't take it with you, but your spouse can keep it after you're gone. So, Well, most people don't have that to take with them anyway, so you just have to go heavily, heavily into debt. Right, yeah, that's what I'm saying, yeah. yeah. Um, wow, what a nightmarish scenario. Glad you brought it up. Yeah. That's some cheery stuff. Yeah. Uh, I thought, wow, good, finally something positive, something life-affirming, you know, the, uh, and, and, and you queered it. Here's an interesting, uh, an interesting one, just for your mind. Emotionally... Psychologically, aren't wouldn't you rather there's not a cure for something than that there is a cure but you can't afford it? Sure, absolutely. Yeah. If none of your friends can go to the concert, you're not sick that you're not going. Well, I don't care about what other people are doing. <laughs> <clears throat> it was but, a, a metaphor. I mean, if there's no concert to miss, oh, I see. You're not miserable because you're missing it. Mm-hmm. Who's the opening? I act? thought that was a good metaphor. Yeah, Everybody, is, the rest of you. Who is the opening act? Is that That's, a good metaphor? That was one of my better okay. ones, and he totally missed it. Best opening act you ever saw? Well, it's I've, I have one, but I was there to see them. So I know the most count. famous one. Well, I wasn't there. It was before my time. Jimi Hendrix opened for the Monkees. Sure. That's the most famous. Right. That seems backwards. <laughs> That's the point. <laughs> yes. So here's a great example of what we were talking about. About... Um, are we going to take one side or the other and just advocate for that so people can tell what the show is? And I don't know. Maybe it's more successful. Maybe it's not. I don't know. San Francisco Chronicle editorial took the president, who, by the way, is the guy from The Apprentice, the TV Donald show? J. Trump. Is president. <laughs> That's correct. He's the president now. Took him to task for complete non-response to the wildfires in California. The terrible death toll, which is nearly the, the equal to that and, and may well be that when the bodies are found, of uh, the, the terrible hurricane in Puerto Rico that was such a giant topic well, that's, on all the East Coast news all yeah, day long. That's closer to the East Coast. That's right. all you need to know about that, isn't it? So here's my point of view, and I have a feeling, Jack, you're, you're more or less in agreement. Number one, for I'm not in the I'm desperate for the president to take a look and shed a tear. I'm, I don't need that. If there's federal funding, it would be good to have it. But I don't feel validated that the big no. daddy leader of the country means flies over me. and sheds a tear or drives through town and says, wow, this does suck. I think Although, that's a media-created thing by people who lean one way politically, who look at the world a certain way. I don't think, I don't think the, half the country, at least, maybe most of the country, 
gives a crap about that sort of thing. On the other hand, I think there is value in actually seeing it and understanding the extent of the devastation, et cetera, et cetera. I don't think that's a useless exercise. But So the Chronicle pointed out. I'm talking about when they analyze someone's tweets or statements about showing hurt. all our prayers or with the... I don't care about the president doing that. Was it, was it sincere enough? Or he flew right. over, he should have landed and walked around and talked to us. I don't know. But the Chronicle piece is... Um, with now a, a horrific death toll, mind-boggling devastation, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, since the wildfires broke out, the president has tweeted about fake news nine times, Obamacare imploding eight times, tax reform six times, the stock market and how the economy's doing since the election day five times, promoting an interview with Sean Hannity four times, obstructionist Democrats four, NFL players not standing for the anthem four. On and on and on it goes. Support for Republican Ed Gillespie. Lou Dobbs complimented me. Those are one each, et cetera, et cetera. <laughs> Happy National Farmers Day. ESPN ratings. Here's a really good book about me. Happy Columbus Day. Crooked Hillary. Once each. California wildfires zero times on his favorite way to talk directly to the Americans, the American people. Uh, I think the president is a cable news addicted half-wit sometimes, some of the time. I think he's 100% right on tax reform and a lot of his policies. I think he's doing great for the economy, great, well, the stock market is the stock market. ISIS is now, Barack Obama, actually on the run because the Obama administration is, or the, I'm sorry, the Trump administration has freed up the rules of engagement and our guys are actually whooping ass and now we're defeating those evil sons of bitches. I think he's right a lot of the time, but I think he's a TV, uh, the cable news watching dope who should have, while he was expressing over and over again his thoughts on fake news, Lou Dobbs and Sean Hannity, I think maybe a, hey, California, we're looking out for you, we're going to be there. I think that would have been effing nice. If you're going to tweet about all that other stuff, I suppose that should be in the mix somewhere. So both are true. He's neither a demon nor an angel. But nobody nobody wants to hear that except you folks listening. Thank you very much who want to hear that. In general, I think presidents... Spending more time thinking about tax policy, healthcare policy, than individual disasters to various regions around the country is fine with me. Right. And part of the thing the president has to come and shed a tear is that people want a king, and the founding fathers knew that. They knew they had to painstakingly design a system where the executive would not accrue too much power because everybody wants the simplicity of a king. Or or it's like your daddy. Everybody, Every little kid wants a daddy to be there and a mommy to be there. And, and they knew that impulse was there, so they wanted to depower the president. Um, so, you know, and I happen to share their philosophy, and so it makes me uncomfortable that people are obsessed with what the president's up to. Having said that, a couple of notes I wanted to share with you really quick, quickly. Here's uh, Matt, who reminds us he's the breast milk soap guy. He wrote about that. Uh, delightful idea, breast milk soap. Teat. Thank you, Charles. So Charles. he introduces himself at cocktail parties, too. It's like, hey, I'm the uh, breast milk soap guy. 
So he sent us a satellite image, an updated satellite image of the Santa Rosa area, and pointed out various landmarks, including where he lives. And he says, um, zoom down, those little white spots were once homes. And I was trying to find where he was talking about, because I said, okay, that's obviously a subdivision that's still standing, and that is. But then I zoomed down, and no, those were just the foundations of all the houses. There were giant subdivisions that are reduced to only foundations. Yeah, I saw a woman is, show up yesterday, and she said we, we brought gloves and everything. We were going to sift through for stuff, and we realized there's no point. Mm-hmm. There's no point in sifting through the yeah. ashes. nothing there. But uh, Matt and his, his family are okay, thank God, but he says uh, something worth pointing out. And, okay, so I was harsh to Trump a moment or two ago, and, and a lot of you uncomfortable with that. Maybe you've even tuned out. Although we've been under mandatory evacuation rights, Matt, I stayed back, probably unwisely, to watch over the neighborhood as looters were rampant. Oh. These scumbags on bikes or motorcycles casing the neighborhood all seemed to turn around pretty quick when they saw me posted out front with my AR-15. I sat out front with another neighbor until 3 a.m., then sleeping till 5 or 6. Then we checked the rest of the hood for signs of burglary or the red glow on the horizon. I've never been this sleep-deprived, deprived, and I realize I've never really known what fear is until this week. I am so glad Matt and his neighbors were there. He with his AR-15 and, uh, and, and whatever else the other guys Isn't were carrying. Isn't that an and assault if, weapon? Well, it's a rifle. Sounds like an assault weapon. I don't think you should have that. Well, and I hope that if they came across shooters, or or, or looters, rather, oh, got ahead of myself, I hope they shot them right in the chest. I hope they freaking killed them on the spot and let their bodies rot in the sun. And I cherish the Second Amendment. There, those of you who hated the Trump stuff, there. It's the world's weirdest radio talk show. (laughs) What is it? I don't know. It is what it is. Yeah, that whole looting thing is rough. Shoot him right in the belly. I said the chest a while ago. It's up to you. Chest, belly, whatever. Or go for the more difficult headshot if you're feeling confident. Uh, let's see. Scott, the general contractor, who's on our blue-collar panel, said, I wanted to thank the show and all the fags for their support over the last week as Santa Rosa has and continues to deal with the fires that have devastated so much of the city. Well, I'm fortunate that the worst I've had to deal with was being out of my home for a week. So many more, including many of my friends and family, have lost everything. The A&G Twitterverse has been very, very supportive, especially my beard. Yeah, Joe Getty's beard is an active tweeter. Mm. Um, like to thank all the first responders across California and beyond that have come to help the fires. Um, as I drove through Santa Rosa this morning, I counted police and sheriff from half a dozen different cities and counties, manning roadblocks, patrolling the seats. Very heartening to know we're not fighting and surviving on our own. Uh, that's nice, Scott, and and it's our pleasure and. As a lot of you know, the our beloved radio partners are raising all sorts of money and aid for the good folks, and we're happy to be part of that. Um, then here's a loyal fag. Uh, faggity. Fagaddy. Friend of Armstrong and Getty almost 20 years. Um, came across the show, I think, the week of 9-11. Um, and has been with us ever since. Live in Santa Rosa now. I was called into the city of Santa Rosa Emergency Ops Center, where I've worked 12 to 15 hour days all week, et cetera, et cetera. Um, every conversation between friends and strangers starts with, is your home okay, and stays with, stay strong. Uh, Friday, I had a moment, finally, to get away from constant fire updates, tuned in the show, gave me a sense of normalcy, got some laughs, finally. We need them in Santa Rosa. Thanks very much. Well, thank you. Uh KFTSAA, keep filtering that smoky-ass air. (laughs) Becky, thanks for the note, Becky. That's cool. 
I'm glad they're on the right side of it. Uh, let's find out what's coming up the news with Marshall Phillips. Well, a 60 Minutes Washpo opioid reveal shaking up D.C. today. Good, good, good. You got the Vegas security guard that was shot before the rampage. He's vanished. Yeah. And researchers have discovered a Wi-Fi vulnerability affecting basically every device on Earth. Stories coming up minutes from now, Armstrong and Getty. Yeah, where's the security guard that was shot before the gunman started killing people or after? Either six minutes or 40 seconds. Where is he? Why can't he just answer that question for someone? Stay tuned for Marshall's News coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Good? Super. Glad to hear it. News now with Marsha Phillips. Well, President Trump's nominee for the nation's drug czar is withdrawing his name. Trump tweeting this morning, GOP Representative Tom Marino had informed him of the decision. The move coming after the Washington Post in 60 Minutes detailed Marino's involvement in helping pass legislation that weakened the DEA's authority to stop drug distributors. Now, one of the other co-sponsors of the legislation in question, Utah Senator Orrin Hatch, fiercely defending his involvement with that bill. Anyone who claims that I or anyone else steamrolled DEA and DOJ on this bill is either ignorant or woefully misinformed. Now, Hatch's campaign had received about $175,000 in uh, contributions from various and sundry drug companies over that time period. It's a coincidence, Marshall. Settle down, you and your innuendos. Mandalay Bay security guard shot before the Las Vegas rampage appears to have vanished. Jesus Campos disappeared last week moments before he was set to do a string of TV interviews. All right. I hear your conspiracy uh, tone of voice. Jack uh, saying what's going on here. I think he's taking your advice. My guess is he decided, wait a minute, I'm going to do a million interviews. I'm going to be the most famous face in America for a couple of days. No, he's laying low. I get that from a media thing. People confuse the media with the law enforcement investigation. I don't give a crap. If, if I'm the particular in a story, I don't give a crap if the media is not getting their information. That's not my job. Um, but the actual law enforcement people, they're not getting answers out of the guy. Right. They don't know where he is and can't get the answers. Is that right? That is interesting. Wow. Yep. Okay. The media not knowing? Who cares what the media gets or not? His union president, David Hickey, the security police and fire professionals of America, telling reporters that he got a text four days ago saying campus was taken to a UMC quick care facility, but didn't specify which of the eight locations in the Vegas area he went to, and the company says they've heard nothing about Campos visiting them. Hickey's saying we've got no idea where he is and what his condition is. It's all highly unusual. Yeah, according to Tucker Carlson last night, the investigators haven't been able to nail this down, and they can't find Campos to ask him, were you shot six minutes before it happened, or right when it happened, or what? And he's gone. Somewhere. That is weird. Researchers. Now, some of it. Now, this was uh, yeah. Tucker Carlson being a conspiracy theorist and, right. and Geraldo R- Rivera yelling at him for it. Good good stuff. <laughs> but um, Tucker Carlson thinks that the, the, the hotel is really in protection mode, that they're going to be liable for 600 people getting shot. Right. And, you know, 
60 of them dead. If, if virtually any flaw can be found in their yeah. response, and particularly if it was a, a complete floundering flaw. So they, he might yeah. be getting advice from people, you need to just not talk to anybody about anything. With, with lawyers and that sort of thing? Yeah. Which we've been given that advice in our lives. Not over anything is important, but... I wonder if he's like six stories underground at the Mandalay Bay, below the triple secret vault that Brad Pitt broke into with George Clooney. <laughs> and, and they're, you know, God knows what they're doing to him to ensure his silence. Well, if his, if his actual story is the one from two weeks ago, if his story is, I got shot, I called downstairs, and it was six minutes before anybody did anything, yeah. no, or, or nobody ever called 911, right. yeah. if that's the actual story, Mandalay Bay has got a team of lawyers working around the clock. Which is MGM Entertainment, I think? Yeah. Yeah. They, uh, yeah. Hell, the, the settlements would be mind-boggling. Researchers have discovered a Wi-Fi vulnerability affecting basically every device on Earth. Belgian researchers discovering a massive flaw in Wi-Fi, they've dubbed the crack attack. The issue they've found has to do with encrypted messages at your device and the Wi-Fi source exchange in order to uh, 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 authenticate uh, you when you uh, connect. Basically, a hacker could manipulate those messages to gain access to what's supposed to be a very secure network, and the weakness apparently applies to all Wi-Fi that runs the standard security protocol WPA2 which means it impacts basically all devices on the planet. I asked Sean to take a look at this story and uh, chime Yeah, so in. There's, there's three essential ways that Wi-Fi devices connect to your routers, and it's WEP, WPA, WPA2, which is the, for about the past decade or so, this WPA2 has been kind of the industry standard of it's the, it's the safest, this is the best. Uh, what this hack exposed is a flaw kind of in the coding of itself in your device. You can't really do anything. You can hardwire your computers to it. Uh, if you can use your, your smartphones to connect to Wi-Fi, you need to update your whatever updates you've been putting off the because the, there, oh, there are ways to work around this right. through the software encryption. Uh, and the software developers have all known about this, so they've been pushing out patches to mm. to combat this. But in terms of the actual device, like buying a new device doesn't do anything. At, at what point do you as a consumer just give up and just think, I'm going to be hacked, I've been hacked, I'm going to get hacked again, I'm going to quit worrying about it. A couple well, of years just, ago for I me. I just pray <laughs> that the hackers don't find out that I considered buying a pair of jeans last night, then didn't. Because that was my online activities. Well, but, but do you just? Oh, and some, I checked when the Cubs game is. But do you just at some point? You know, my information's yeah. out there several ways: Yahoo, uh, Equifax, several different ways. It's going to be out there again. Just I got to stop worrying about it. Is and that it, where we're going to end up? You think? Bury your gold. Bury it. <laughs> yeah, in, in many ways, you have the same defense as a single fish in a school of fish during a shark attack. They, they, right, you're just right. one of a yeah. billion people. It's very unlikely they, the hackers will find you, the individual. There you go. That's a wrap. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips. The Armstrong and Getty Show, the voice of the West. You calling me a fish? Because this is practically weekly that I find out a new way that hackers have gotten my information. I can't get, you know, my panties in a wad, and I'm, and I'm wearing panties uh, in a wad every single time this happens. So yeah, of, of the tech people that I, I pay attention to, this seems to be a big deal. Uh, and, yeah, so okay. up, updating your security stuff is big. Uh, if you can't do that, if you use a laptop, hardwire it when you're doing it until you think. <laughs> wow. The Sean Gong. Joe brought out the mallet. It's like the gong show. Um, we've got Alex Stone. Is he actually in the fire devastation coming up? Going to talk about that. Somebody walking through it will tell us all about it. Coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show.
friend, Alex Stone, has been doing national reporting on the fires now for, uh, for well, since it started. And it's his own hometown he's been watching burn down, which is interesting. Yeah, and we've been talking to Alex for years and enjoying it very much. Alex Stone joins us from Santa Rosa. Hey, Alex, how are you? Hey, guys, doing well. And, uh, you know, firefighters feel like they're doing uh, pretty well on, on these fires as well. They're getting containment. New containment numbers just came out. They, they look a lot better. But as I talk to you, on the, the Highway 12 uh, fire, it's actually called the Oakland Fire, but along Highway 12 between Santa Rosa and the Kenwood area, uh, still just raging flames up this hillside. It is, it's a wall uh, of fire going up the, the mountainside. But firefighters say, don't worry, they, that this is an area that they've got it pretty much contained into. They have been digging dozer line or, or making dozer line uh, for the last 48 hours or so in this area, and they've got a big chunk of, of land cleared out that if it were to come down this far, that they feel like uh, it would uh, essentially hit a wall and not be able to, to go beyond that. They've got the homes protected here in uh, this area where it's still burning. So much of Santa Rosa looks better. Many of the evacuation orders were lifted last night. Uh, most of the fires are gaining containment. But this fire, the Oakmont fire, is the stubborn one. They did get a little more containment on it, but still it's burning pretty good. Well, it's great to hear that future horrors are less likely, and that's wonderful news. But, you know, it's not like a sports game where if you outscore them 41-40, to you win. Uh, We've given up, if you will, so many tragedies, so many houses, so many neighborhoods. Even as the news is good on the macro uh, view, there are a lot of people who are just coming to terms with everything they've lost. Yeah, and still so much, uh, uh, such a distance to go that uh, Sutter Hospital is just today going to begin reopening. About an hour ago, they opened up their doors, and uh, they're going to allow people to, to come in again. They've been closed down. That will take a lot of pressure off of Memorial Hospital, the other hospital in Santa Rosa and Kaiser. And Kaiser was shut down for a while. So during the, the height of all of this, only Memorial Hospital was open, and they were dealing with uh, – with a lot of pressure there. Of course, we've got the homes where the, the cadaver dogs are still going through. The sheriff here saying it could be weeks or many, even months, before they can allow some of those people to go back in. They don't want to allow them back in when they think that there could still be bodies in there and, and people would find them and they would disrupt the the ashes because it burns so, so fast and, and so hot through there that, as we've talked about, unfortunately, many of the victims were cremated. So they they have to really work to find those bodies and dogs will trigger in those areas and there won't be a lot of sign that there was somebody there uh, and they don't want somebody uh, disrupting that and making it more difficult. So they're keeping people out of the the hardest hit areas. Some have gotten back in either sneaking in or talking their way in and they are starting to go through their homes. But for the most part, the areas that are going back now are areas where the fire didn't burn. The fire got close. It was threatening. Uh, but but now they've decided it's safe for those folks to go back home. I don't want to be grim, and I don't want to be accused of being a sensationalist, because we try not to do that. But isn't the death toll number going to go way up? I mean, it's it just seems so unlikely that that some of the missing people, after this much time, it's just you haven't had a chance to get a hold of them on the phone or something. Yeah, way up, I don't know. They, they have been bringing the numbers down. Uh, it was last week over 1,000 people. On Sunday, it was 175. Yesterday, it was 99, and today it's 88. So it, right. it is coming down. They, the detectives are out trying to find all these people, and some are calling in and saying, oh, hey, I didn't know my name was on that list. Oh, okay. Because, okay, so there's know, a lot some, of that. They didn't even know yeah, they were on. Some they, okay. Yeah, some acquaintance might have called and said, you know what? 
I, I used to see this guy walking every morning. He lived down the street. I haven't seen him anymore. Well, then he gets put on the missing list, and he never know never knew that. Gotcha. That's that good. I'm, gl- put him on there. I'm glad to hear that. So there's people saying missing. I'm not missing. I'm talking to all my friends. Yeah, exactly. Or they just haven't, you know, called in from the hotel that they're in, or they're on right. vacation, and nobody knew they were on vacation. So there are a lot of uh, of potentials there. That said, the the, the coroner and the sheriff, uh, he doesn't really know here. He he's saying that. You know, could it be 88 people more who are, are dead? Potentially unlikely, but but that's what they're trying to figure out right now. They don't know. It's in 41 right now, right. and they do expect it to go higher. How high, they, they don't know. We'll know when we know. Alex Stone, ABC News correspondent, doing a fabulous job, as always, reporting on his hometown. Alex, we appreciate it uh, very much. Let's talk again soon. You got it. Thanks, guys. Thanks. We ought to revisit John McCain. He, he gave a heck of a speech yesterday with, with a minor flub that's getting mocked a lot by... By the sort of people who do that, sort probably of thing. just because it's hilarious. Uh, the the history of the casting couch, which is pretty pretty interesting and sickening. All coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show.